On this week's episode of The Fizz, we do something completely different. I went live. I did this one completely live on Instagram uh, this evening, and the topics ranged all the way from COVID-19 to a shitty sleigh tattoo to a Ben Wallace quote to the big naked black guy that everybody's looking at. Um, There's a lot. There's a lot going on in this episode. Can't even break down the topics of what we got. I went live on Instagram Uh, There's definitely some technical errors going on with the Instagram Live. I will get better at those, but would love for you to tune in live next time I do this. Um, In addition to that, if you are about to listen to this podcast, there are definitely times that I completely forget that I'm recording a podcast and I talk about the visuals that are on my screen that you could see if I'm on Instagram Live. So if you're confused at any point during this podcast, I do apologize. I need to get used to doing the Instagram Live and doing the podcast at the same time and knowing that those may be two very different audiences. So just keep that in mind as we go into this lengthy fizz number 41. I apologize for the wait, but we are back and we are energized and excited for fizz 41. So without further ado, let's get into the fizz. Chomp with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of The Fizz. Thank you all very much for joining me here. This is the very first time going live on Instagram with The Fizz. Um, I hope everyone out there um, is staying safe, staying home, all that bullshit. Um, It's been quite some time since I've done a fizz, even before the pandemic hit. Um, In fact, I would like to note that my pond hockey team, the Snakes, actually got coronavirus before it was cool to be coronavirus. I don't know if you guys remember But when I went up north in February to St. Ignace to play in the Labatt Blue Pond Hockey Tournament, um, our jerseys did not get there in time because of the coronavirus. And at the time, I was screaming, what a crock of bullshit. Um, Can't believe that something like a little sickness would delay our jerseys coming on time. Um, And now now the whole world's infected. People are losing their jobs. and it's a sad scene out there in the world. Um, not gonna sugarcoat it one bit. Uh, this is a nightmare. Uh, the coronavirus is definitely taking away a lot of things that I enjoy doing, going out with friends, uh, watching sports, which this whole shindig is based around, um, and a lot of things in between. Um, been locked at home, very grateful for a lot of things, obviously my health, to still have my job, all that stuff. Um, but it's been, it's been nothing short of a nightmare and I'm not going to sugarcoat it or really give like a lot of positivity around it. Uh, I mean, like businesses are shut down, the economy's slow. Um, I've been very demotivated, um, to really do anything, whether it's work, uh, do champagne athletics, do the fizz or like even like crack a smile. Um, I've been a pretty pretty bad, miserable fuck through this. Um, But I'm not going to focus on all the negativity. But then again, I'm also not going to give anybody false hope or turn this into some sort of deeper podcast than it is. I'm just hoping maybe right now for the next hour or so, I don't even, I don't know how long we're going to be doing this, but hopefully we can just maybe entertain ourselves and maybe laugh a little bit and just kind of talk about what's going on with the world today, especially in a world that are very void of sports. And while we are void of live sports, we are not void of sports news and shit in between. But basically, like, it's so weird to see pictures of downtown Detroit and all these major cities completely shut down 
um, due to the virus. I mean, look at, we even got the spirit of Detroit here um, with a mask on. I know that this virus, um, with this shutdown, with this lock-in, with everything in between, has turned me um, into a pretty big piece of shit. I've always been um, a drinker, a user, all that in between, but now it's becoming just like an everyday thing, part of my routine, because there is no difference between Saturday, Wednesday, Monday, or any day in between. Um, so I know all the sales are up, of uh, alcohol, drugs, bad food, all the shit, and just put me right in line with all those statistics because I fall right there. Um, I am pretty much just a giant piece of shit. I took down this weekend like a 24 of Labatt just by myself doing Zoom calls uh, with the boys. Um, very weird feeling like, you know, fogging out, blacking out on Zoom with the guys because the next day is it's just weird. Like you're just chatting the whole time. And then like you forget the chats and I don't know, you're sitting in one place. It's just like the twilight zone. Everything we're going through right now, just feels like the absolute twilight zone. Um, and while I do love my fiance very much, and I, you know, I don't know if I think she feels the same way. I know she wants to castrate me right now and I wouldn't mind shoving an ice pick in between her eyes. Um, we've just been living on top of each other, uh, both working next to each other and it definitely hasn't been easy. Um, and, you know, don't mean to just bitch and moan the entire time here, um, but that's kind of what I'm going to do because, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely not the most uh, chipper person in the entire world. I think any one of my friends would probably describe me as, you know, lightly as a miserable fuck. So um, if you can relate to that, um, you might enjoy this. If you're really not looking for uh, any bad things to be said right now um, and you want to live in good news only land, then you know this probably is not something that you want to watch. Um, another first world problem that I'm uh, dealing with right now is yesterday went downstairs um, and my washing machine just like took a shit, just absolutely uh, took a shit on me. So that is Something that is a little weird to deal with in the middle of a pandemic is buying a new washing machine. Um, definitely not ideal, um, but just just kind of adding to like the like what the fuck of timing things uh, going on here in 2020. So obviously uh, the coronavirus has taken away a lot of our freedoms, a lot of our employment, uh, maybe even people you know, physical abilities. It's taken away a lot of things. So I kind of just want to start off here with the first live fizz uh, going through the RIPs. Um, and it's not going to be all death, just, just follow along. But the first thing I feel like I got to lead off here um, is RIP to the legend, Mr. Tiger, um, Al Kaline. Um, obviously before my time of watching baseball, but this was hands down my dad's favorite player uh, no doubt about it. Would always talk about how amazing Al Kaline was. Uh, I know my friend's dads loved Al Kaline, um, and he just seemed like the quintessential um, Detroit Tiger. It's just kind of like a mythological name that lives in Detroit baseball lore. Um, and he passed away at the age of 85. I think one of the most frustrating things with Al Kaline, um, and again, he's before my time. I never saw him play, but he finished with. 399 home runs um, and then he also batted 297 so I kind of I and I never saw him play I just kind of wish he would have stuck around to get that extra that those extra three percentages and then hit that extra dinger um, but over 3,000 hits which is you know I don't know how many people are in that club but that is very impressive and in fact in the spirit of him passing away to celebrate his life I watched the 1968 Game 7 uh, Detroit Tigers-St. Louis Cardinals game on FSN. FSN is showing a lot of old Detroit sports classics right now. I recommend checking it out if you're really hankering for sports and successful Detroit sports. Because the other day they had on Game 1 of the 97 Cup Finals. And I forgot how good the Red Wings used to be and how fun it was to watch them. So got to see game one and they're showing a lot of games right now. And yeah, watch the 1968 World Series game seven. Um, the picture was horrible, um, but it was pretty interesting to watch a broadcast from over 50 years ago. So check out FSN and RIP Mr. Tiger, number six, 
Al Kaline. Another thing, uh, and I don't, he didn't pass from coronavirus, so coronavirus didn't take him. It's just these are things that have d- deceased during coronavirus time. Um, so another thing that was taken away, the one that hurt me the most sports-wise was the NCAA tournament. Um, obviously, that championship would have been Monday. I don't give a shit or want to ever hear again about a virtual tournament. I don't care who won the virtual tournament for CBS, for ESPN, for anybody, for, for Champagne Athletics. I don't care about virtual tournaments. They're stupid. I don't care about video game tournaments. I just think it's all dumb. Um, I understand those companies are grasping for sports content right now, um, but I just, I don't give a shit if state won your virtual CBS tournament. I think it's stupid. Um, I am heartbroken that this state team will, would we never got to see the final run, um, especially for Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman, wanted to see them see what they could do in March. Um, and I think it would have been really exciting. But then again, we have no idea. Um, you can't predict March. You can't script March, all that shit. Um, and we never got to see the final act play out. And that's, I think, the at least right now, the biggest heartbreaker um, like of lost sports things so far for me. I was really looking forward to the tournament this year, especially with how wide open it was. It seemed like it was going to be so wide open. Um, another thing... I kind of forgot about, and I'm sure a lot of people have forgotten about, and this is was probably dead before the coronavirus came around, but April and the D, oh yeah. Remember April and the D? Of course you do. It was the best thing in the world. Tigers were starting, they were decent. Pistons were always really sick, and the Wings were always really sick, and they were both going into the playoffs. Um, now April and the D, like even if sports were around, it's just you know been the saddest thing ever. It's two teams fighting for a lottery pick and then uh, wondering if the Tigers are going to lose a hundred or more games. So April in the D RIP, but probably, probably went deceased um, well before, well, well before the coronavirus. Um, The thing I'm going to miss the most about when April in the D was in its prime outside of like the sports teams being awesome. And you know, like besides good Detroit sports um, is when they used to look for the bands um, when they do those band tryouts and they would do those crazy songs and the song would change every year, that's probably what I'm going to miss the most. Um, so, so RIP, uh, you know, up and coming borderline shitty Detroit, Metro Detroit based bands who used to do like the April and the D jingles. Um, I miss you. And I miss the, that hilarious content that that brought. And I wish they'd bring that contest back. Um, now this one, this one more on a per- personal note here. Um, again, I know I'm not the top of the mountain with complaints um, on things with coronavirus. I don't have it. My family doesn't have it. You know, I still have my job. All this stuff. Um, and I've had friends, uh, family lose weddings. Um, you know, there's people going through pregnancies right now. I understand the gravity of the situation, um, but also I also want to personally bitch about the things that have affected me. And the thing that probably is most notably affected me is my bachelor party was supposed to be in eight days. We were headed to sunny Scottsdale, Arizona with about 20 dudes, um, ready to just burn the city to the ground, uh, bury me in the desert kind of deal. And this has now been rescheduled. Uh, canceled because, well, canceled and then rescheduled because of uh, COVID-19, obviously. And I just want to dust up Airbnb here uh, for a minute and let you know that they can go to hell. So essentially, we had the place booked from April 16th to April 19th, uh, and their policy was that if your place was booked uh, April 14th or earlier, you got a full refund. Our trip was two days later, okay? On March 31st, my buddy's card was going to be processed for the second half of the payment of the house with their current uh, standard still in place. So April 14th was the cutoff. His card was going to be charged the rest of the amount, which was like $1,600 more on top of the $1,600 we already paid. Um, And it was going to be charged on the 31st. Well, the 30th rolls around. My friend cancels the card. 
and then, or cancels the trip, we lose the 1600. Then on April 1, the day after the card would have processed, they extend their COVID-19 deadline. Now tell me they didn't do that on purpose. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so it was, so our option was to roll the dice, have the full amount charged, and then pray that Airbnb was going to give that back or, um, or, or what we did, which was cancel before the card got processed, um, and then went back to them to explain the situation and they will not give us a full refund. They said it's up to the homeowner. Um, the homeowner told us to get bent and, so basically, I just want to give a big COVID fuck you to Airbnb and to Becca, the homeowning bitch in Arizona, who won't give our money back. And now I know, like, maybe this is these, these people's livelihoods, but Becca is not. I can tell you, Becca, this is not. This is a side thing for her. And she owns like 1,500 mansions in Arizona. They would have been fine without our $1,600. They literally did nothing. They did dick. We clicked four buttons. Uh booked their place, handed them $1,600, and they told us to get fucked uh, during COVID-19. My fiance, similar thing with Airbnb, her homeowner gave her the money back. Just good people versus shitty people during a pandemic. And that's pretty much all there is to it. So Airbnb, you're idiots for how you're handling everything. And Becca, the Scottsdale bitch, fuck you. You're an idiot. Um, and whatever, Tyler, the guy who gave my fiance her money back, you're a good guy. And I made that name up, um, but you're a good guy. Uh, Becca, you're a bitch, you're a bitch. Um, but, but moving on, while a lot of things have RIP during the coronavirus, some things have come to life. Most notably, Tiger King. Now, I know this is everywhere um, because Quite frankly, it deserves to be everywhere. This is one of the most interesting, mind-blowing documentaries um, I've ever seen. Um, just absolutely fascinated that this goes on in America. And I guess I shouldn't be, but these are some of the wildest cast of characters uh, I've ever seen in my entire life. And... I watched it pretty early on during the craze of Tiger King, and I am just so happy and glad that it was as obvious to me as it was to the rest of the world that the craziest one throughout Joe Exotic, who's like turning straight guys gay with meth, uh, Doc Antle, who thinks of himself as the second coming of Christ, um, and like is like banging 60-year-old virgins to like liberate them to the Tiger God, um, and even, even the... Um, the Scarface motherfucker, like that guy, that guy uh, was crazy as hell too. Between all the people involved in this, um, I'm just glad that the world is uniting around that bitch, Carol Baskin, because um, she truly is the craziest one of them all. Um, and there is absolutely no doubt about it. I know it, you know it. She fed her husband to tigers. She's got her new husband on a leash, and it's only a matter of time before that guy gets fed to a tiger. Uh, Carol Baskin, that bitch, Carol Baskin, is absolutely out of her mind. Um, and, and this story is absolutely crazy from start to finish. That's no doubt about it. But I want to give big ups, big props to the producers and creators of this um, documentary. Just for the very, very small things that they did to make it just seemed that much more insane. Um, Joe Exotic's husband, I think he was, yeah, he was one of the husbands, the one with the teeth that was hard for me to look at. Why did he do the entire documentary and interview without a shirt on? Because it made him look nuts and the producers knew that. And it was amazing. Like he sat in a well-lit, highly produced interview and just did it shirtless the entire time. Also that... True Criminal, that other, that other guy who was like going to go to Florida to kill Carol Baskin, they had him get in a tub. They made him get in a tub. Like they told him to get, why don't you take a bath for this one? That'll be perfect. Um, so big comedic ups to the producers of Tiger King. Just thought it was absolutely fantastic the way that they interviewed these people and how they positioned them. And to find the picture of Carol Baskin with her husband on a fucking leash I mean, that was, 
that's just A plus work. That's just doing your research. Um, and that's and that's why this is such a craze. So big ups to Tiger King um, for being hands down the number one uh, entertainment source during the COVID-19 pandemic. So, so big applause there, obviously. Um, and I heard actually that Netflix is going to come out with another episode of it. So that's a lot of fun. That's pretty fun. Carol Baskin killed her husband, whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed him to tigers, they snacking. What's happening? Carol Baskin. Um, the other thing that has come to life during the COVID-19 um, insanity has been like just hot takes um, from players who don't normally say stuff. Um, and the one that really comes to mind here is uh, Big Ben, our boy Big Ben. Very silent, stoic guy. He doesn't say much, doesn't do much. But I loved that he said uh, the Pistons likely wouldn't have won any rings by drafting Carmelo Anthony. Um, because looking back at Pistons draft history, uh, this is obvious. This is it's always going to be the number one unless you know we get Le- the next LeBron or someone we draft someone who becomes a megastar in the future. But you always look back and think of the Pistons draft. The number one thing you're going to think of is remember the year of LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, all that shit that we took, um, and obviously Carmelo Anthony that we took Darko Milicic. Um, and it's, yeah, it's absolutely nuts to think about. And then you think of that 04 roster and you're like, damn, imagine if we would have had Carmelo Anthony, like we would have been so good. We never would have lost. It would have been amazing. And I just kind of always hated that. That was the thought of like, damn, why didn't we get Carmelo? Cause I never really liked Carmelo. He, I mean, he was the complete opposite of the best five alive. Uh, he was not a go into work piston. He was all about Carmelo, like Obviously, everybody knows that. He was not a Detroit Piston. He was not a Detroit. He was definitely was not an 04 Detroit Piston. He was not really a part of like what this city represents. And I just love that Ben Wallace, years later, is just like, all right, everyone shut up. Like, if that guy comes on the team, he's going to fuck up our whole chemistry. Um, and I just love that this is just a completely different take from a guy who is on the team um, a future Hall of Famer whose numbers retired by the Pistons. I just absolutely loved this take from Ben Wallace, and I'm gonna live by it forever. Really glad we didn't get Carmelo. Uh, glad we got Darko. Fuck it. Darko is hilarious. The Human Victory Cigar. That was his nickname. That is one of the best nicknames in Detroit sports. The Human Victory Cigar. I love it. Um, this is something, you know, I've already kind of touched on here. Um, obviously, just, just kind of throwing it out here. These are the stats that we're looking at. You know, porn watching is up 12%. Pot sales up in multiple states. Booze sales are up 243%. And the chocolate, the chocolate, everyone, the chocolate is selling is selling out. Um, and this is just me kind of in a nutshell. Um, just kind of wrap this up, take this one in. I fall right into line with that, with this statistic. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of memes going around uh, that are always that are fun and funny with COVID. Uh, you can always lean into the meme world when there's a crisis going on to make completely um, can make complete light of the situation, borderline offensive and not right light of the situation. Um, so memes have memes are rising back up, not back up. They've always been up, but like a lot of the uh, a lot of the COVID ones are pretty funny. Um, okay, here's. This next one, you know, whatever. Uh, if there's younger viewers looking, maybe maybe turn around, don't look. I don't know. Um, but this guy, this guy is the most popular guy in the world right now. Um, this 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 guy is getting sent left and right. You know, he's popping up. Um, he's popping up in parents group chats and shit like that. I you know I got older guys from work sending me this guy. It's he's everywhere. And what's funny to me about this guy is that the cover has been blown. The cover has been ripped off. Like this guy has been around. I feel like since I was in high school, like this guy, I used to get this guy quite a bit in hidden links. This is not a new trick. The world I believe is just caught on. And I'm not saying they're late to me. I mean, like all my guys in the group chat, like are just like, Oh yeah, wait, like the world's discovering this. I don't know if it was just like all young high school guys who knew about the the giant dicked black man 
Um, oh yeah, I forgot I'm recording a podcast, so I gotta like describe what I'm talking about. I have a picture of the giant dicked black man that you've probably got in a weird link about COVID-19. Um, it's like a link that doesn't show a preview. So you click the link and the next thing you know, you're staring at the biggest black wiener you've ever seen um, with a very large um, African, African-American male sitting on a bed. Um, this guy has popped up quite a bit. Like I said, I feel like young, uh, like, like late high school, early college kids like knew all about this guy for years and now the, the cover is just off where like parents wives and girlfriends gr- grandmama uh no no you know she's getting fucking texts from from this because you think it's the cure for covid19 and next thing you know um you know it's it's this guy's it's this guy's hog so um yeah so this guy's back this guy rose <laughs> rose to help, uh, fame from from covid19 and that'll be one of those things, you know, in the future when this thing passes, uh, if you ever see this guy, if you ever get eyes on this guy, you're going to think of COVID-19. Who would have ever thought that? Because um, it used to be you just get a link that said, like, Tom Brady traded to the Detroit Lions. And you're like, it's like ESPN, Adam Schefter. You're like, what the fuck? You click it. Oh, damn it. They got dicked again by this guy. Um, but now it's like the COVID-19, you know, it's like scientists think they found a cure. Nope. Got a dick in your face. So... Um, I don't know. I guess that's just how like America deals with things. So, um, yeah, let's move on from this one. You guys probably got to help you hard. I mean, this guy's been sitting on the screen for a minute. All right. Next one. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Um, so Darius Slay obviously got traded to Philadelphia and I'll be straightforward about this one. The thoughts on it. I, I don't like Matt Patricia. I don't like Bob Quinn. The Fords can get bent. Like the whole organization is trash, trash salad. You know, obviously I love Stafford, uh, you know, Galladay, carry on. There's a lot of guys I like Marv, but, um, the, the organization is, is, is trash salad. Um, and so, so what I'm, you know, I'm going into here is basically like Patricia slay dragged Patricia through the mud. Patricia probably did a lot of stupid shit, but, and he probably handled it poorly, especially with how media and things get out today and, you know, how soft everyone is. Like, one thing that me and my buddies have always hated about Darius Slay is his, like, buddy-buddy with the other guys in the NFL. Like, dapping up wide receivers, dapping up other corners, like, fucking Twitter. Like, just tweeting love at them all the time. Like, all love, bro, bro. Like, no. Trading jerseys before the game's even over. Like, Slay's a pretty good corner, but I didn't want him to be the highest paid in the NFL. And that thing I just discussed of him, like, showing love on, like, Twitter and, like, dapping up his boys on the other team, uh, it sounds like Patricia called him out for it. it. sounds like Patricia absolutely called him out for it. I think Slay just has this, like, desire to be loved by everyone around him. And I just really didn't like it out of, like, my shitty football team's corner, like, top defensive player. Like, I like a little mean streak, and I like a little fuck you of the other team. Like, call me crazy, but that's that's just what I like. Um, so I never really liked Slay doing all that, that dap-up shit. So, and obviously I thought he handled his exit out of Detroit, like, horribly, classlessly, um, you know, and we got rid of him. And I was happy he's not part of the organization anymore, if I'm being honest with you. I don't think we should have paid him. But during this time, uh, free time and all, you know, he's going to Philly, Darius Slay gets this tattoo, okay? Rest easy, RIP Kobe. You know, nothing wrong with supporting Kobe, but were him and Kobe boys, and I could be wrong on this, like you guys could be telling me differently. I have no idea. Maybe they were boys, maybe they're best friends. I know his wife really loves basketball. This just seems like a like a like an attempt to be like, "Oh, I've always loved Kobe and now I'm in Philly. Philly fans look at me." You know, maybe maybe I'm crossing the line there. I don't really think so. I just think this tattoo kind of looks like shit. Um, like, that doesn't really look like Darius Slay to me. Um, and I've never, of all the Twitter stuff I just mentioned, I've never once heard Slay get into Kobe talk. Now, I could be completely wrong on that. And if I am, hey, I apologize. But I still think the tattoo looks like shit, whether it whether the, the, the tribute has, like, a wholesome background to it or not. I still think the tattoo looks like shit. So whatever. Um, another thing that has risen up 
as we move away from Darius Slay and his shitty tattoos. Um, another thing that has risen up quite a bit during this time are like pick three, pick three players, throw away five, or you have ten, 20 points to pick the ultimate, whatever. And like, this is like how we're entertaining ourselves. Like rank the top five wide receivers of 1994, you know, like all these random rankings and lists, because this is how we're entertaining ourselves on the internet and on the phones um, and all the shit in between. So I thought I'd pull up one here. Um, like, so this is basically like one that says like pick three. Um, and I thought this one, you know, it kinda, it kinda fucked me up. It stopped me kinda dead, dead in my tracks. Um, so looking at it, um, obviously, let, let's do this together. Um, so obviously, without a doubt, we are going to keep Taco Bell without a doubt. That's the number one undisputed. Like, I'm, and even if, and even if you're not putting them in your top number one, like you're not going to not have Taco Bell in your top three. That's just insane. Um, sorry, um, you're not going to have them not in your top. So. Oh God, I keep forgetting. I keep doing this. I got to get better at this. So on the podcast here, guys, I got a picture of nine fast food places going on. I realize I just did a whole thing on Slay's tattoo that if you're listening to the podcast, you, you literally have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, so if you're confused by the last segment, Darius Slay got a tattoo of him and Kobe Bryant that says rest easy. And I thought it looked like shit. Okay. Moving on, next one is a ranking of fast food places, um, and you can only keep three of them. Listed on the list, we have Taco Bell, Popeyes, uh, Chick-fil-A, Burger King, Subway, McDonald's, Arby's, Wendy's, and Panda Express. Um, so, so I'm keeping Taco Bell, number one, undisputed. There's no, no doubt I'm not, I'm not going without uh, Taco Bell. Um, so we know we're keeping Taco Bell. Let's let's just get rid of what I know I'm not fucking keeping. Um, and that's like Popeye's chicken. I've had it once. I haven't had the chicken sandwich. Might be good, but it's not a top three. That's just insane. Um, Subway, no, they're not in my fucking top three. Like that's, if that's in your top three of a list like this, like you're an idiot. Like maybe, maybe you could have Subway in the sub one. The fact that Subway's on this list is just fucking stupid. They should have had like Hardee's or something in here. Uh, just not Subway. It doesn't even make any fucking sense. Um, so Subway can get bent. Um, okay. I think there's where, I mean, and I'm, I'm just tossing Panda Express. They're, they're, they're good. I do like Panda Express, but it's, it's not a top three. That's insane. So that's leaving me with Taco Bell, who's already in. So there's only two, two spots left. Chick-fil-A, Burger King, McDonald's, Arby's, Wendy's. Okay. So the way I'm looking at this is... My favorite fast food item in the world. Um, I'm pretty positive. Yeah, I think. Yeah, my favorite fast food item in the world is is the Wendy's is a Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. Um, I love a good Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. Um, I believe it's number six on the menu. I love it. I could probably eat one every day. Um, so it'd be kind of ridiculous for me to not have my favorite fast food item in my top three. So I'm going to keep Wendy's. Um, I like the spicy chicken sandwich. I like Wendy's. I do feel like a garbage pail after eating it, but not like complete blow my head off dog shit. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I know it. You, you know it. You know it. All right, we're good. Um, so now we're down to one spot for Chick-fil-A, Burger King, Arby's, and McDonald's. So, you know, looking at this, like, with Chick-fil-A, I know Chick-fil-A has amazing service. Um, it's really good, but like I, I didn't, this is not something I grew up with. It's not something I know. It's like a special treat. There's like one at the mall or something. I'm never gonna go to the mall just to get Chick-fil-A. That's fucking crazy. Um, and then there was one in Chicago when I used to live there that we I went to like maybe once or twice. They're closed on Sundays and there was like two times I tried to go there and I keep forgetting. It's really good, the service is great. I'm sure if I grew up with this type of food, um, and there was more of them in Michigan. I'm sure it would be in my top three, but I have to cut it. Um, I'm cutting Chick-fil-A from this. Um, what are we down to? So we're down to Burger King, Arby's, and McDonald's. So Arby's is good. Uh, I like Arby's, but it's definitely not like 
it hasn't been there for me in the tough times. In fact, like during college, it was like too expensive to get. Like I wasn't going to go fucking chow down on roast beef and cheddars, um, you know, when I could get an entire pizza for $5. So I'm going to cut Arby's even though I, excuse me, I do like Arby's, but uh, it's, it's not a top, it's not a top three for me, dog. That's crazy. Now we're looking at uh, Burger King and McDonald's. Um, and I think, I think you know where you got to go here. I love a good Whopper, put some cheese on it, uh, but I don't get Burger King and I got to go with McDonald's. Um, and I know there might be people watching this, listening to this that are screaming, saying, how the fuck could you pick shitty McDonald's? But I got to tell you, McDonald's holds a close place to my heart. When I went to Michigan State, I lived in Cedar Village. Right down the street was McDonald's. It was McDouble McChicken for a dollar. You get a you get a McChicken, a McDouble, and a small fry for three nineteen. Um, and it got me through a lot of days uh, in college. And there are some days that I ravenously crave uh, a McDouble and a McChicken and a small fry um, and Big Macs rock. Um, now this is a food that absolutely I have deep dark thoughts after eating and want to off myself. Um, there's no getting around that with McDonald's. It's part of the sign-up. But my final list, once and for all, Taco Bell, Wendy's, McDonald's, those are the three I'm keeping. Um, you're not going to change my mind on it either. So glad we got through that together. Oh yeah, shit. Here's another one. Um, here's another one that we went through or that I, that I you know, went through and looked at. Um, so here we go. I'll do, I'll, I'll do it correctly this time. So people listening on the podcast, if you are going to listen to this, here is a bunch of little Debbie snacks. Um, and with these little Debbie snacks, uh, the number one is a Twinkie. I might mess these names up, but let's see how we go. Number one's a Twinkie. Number two is a Ho-Ho. Number three is a cosmic brownie. Number four is a moon pie. That's a moon pie. I think that's a moon pie. It's like two cookies with like cream in the middle. This is a zebra cake. I don't know what this is. I don't know the name of this thing. Um, don't know what it is. This is, this is what the fuck is this? This is, oh my God, how am I blinking on this? This is pathetic. This is a ho, this is a ho-ho. Right? This is a ho ho. This is a ho ho. Number two is a ho ho. Number f- number seven is just the hostess cake with the swirl through the middle. What is that called? It's just a hostess cake? I don't know. I don't know the name. I don't know the name. And I got the camera turned the other way. I can't even see if anybody's helping me out with the name. So I'm just gonna eat shit on that one, I guess. Number eight is a honey bun, and number nine is a nutter butter. Now this caused quite the uproar and quite the vast range of disagreement in the group chat uh, when we toss this one out. Um, I won't spend as much time on this one as I did on the last one, but maybe I will. Um, So right off the rip, I'm gonna eliminate number six. Um, If you're on the radio or radio, if you're not listening to the podcast, it's like a a chocolate covered, it looks like a bunch of little crunchies, like a a bunch of Rice Krispies covered in chocolate. Kind of looks like like a poo. It kind of looks like a hardened, like pile of dog shit if you look if yeah it looks like that like a flat like a flattened burger patty of crispy chocolate dog shit is kind of what it looks like to me um it doesn't look appetizing to me whatsoever maybe these are good maybe people ate these a lot um not not me dog uh six is out so we're gonna cut six um I'm going to go right for the jugular here. Twinkies get a lot of love. Probably the one of the most popular, if not the most popular hostess um, product. Um, but I'm not a huge Twinkie guy. Um, not, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I think a lot of people in reality are not like Twinkie people on this list. I think it just gets a lot of notoriety because, I don't know, it was like in that law case, like the Twinkie defense. And I don't know, it's just kind of a funny name and whatever. Twinkie's out though. I'm gonna cut ho ho too. Never was a big ho ho guy, um, so I got I got rid of the pile of shit, the Twinkie, the ho ho. Um, next, I'm probably gonna to toss out number seven. Uh, number seven, the thing I can't think of, the Hostess cakes. I, I don't know why I can't think of the fucking name, um, but I'm tossing that out. Uh, I my parents used to get those a lot growing up. Um, I like them, but I like other things more on this list. All right, now we're down to, um, what, a moon pie, a zebra cake, a cosmic brownie, a honey bun, and a nutter butter. 
So now I'm going to go in the other direction. Without a doubt, my number one on this list is a Nutter Butter. Um, I love Nutter Butters. I think they rock, and I love peanut butter. So Nutter Butter, I'll still buy those to this day. Nutter Butters stay alive on my list, um, and that's just that's that's just how we're that's how we're rolling here. Uh, Nutter Butters, okay. Nutter Butters on the list, number one. So now we're down to Zebra Cake, Moon Pie, Cosmic Brownie, Honey Bun. Okay, I'm getting rid of the zebra cake. I do love them though. I think they're really good, um, but I'm tossing them out. I'm just, I'm tossing out the zebra cake. It's a tough call. Things have to be made here. Um, in my group chat, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll save that one. So we're down to cosmic brownie, moon pie, honey bun, and nutter butter. Um, so one, I have, no, I have to pick two more, right? Oh no, nutter butter's in. So cosmic brownie, moon pie, honey bun. I have to cut one. Ooh, I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut the moon pie. Uh, I'm cutting the moon pie out, even though moon pie, low key, fun fact for you guys, has one of the best twitters um, in the world. You should go follow the moon pie the moon pie Twitter. It's very funny. Um, they've done a fantastic job, and, and for that, I actually kind of feel bad about booting them. Um, so my final is the nutter butter, the honey bun, and a cosmic brownie. And I got destroyed in my group chat for keeping the honey bun. I love honey buns and I think they're amazing, okay? So I will eat honey buns to this day. You warm them up a little bit, get real white trash with it, pop them in the microwave, they're fucking delicious. And if you don't have honey buns in your top three, you probably haven't tried them. And if you've tried them, you haven't tried them the right way. So I'd love to sit down with you, heat up a honey bun for you, maybe grab a Mountain Dew and have a real white trash discussion about honey buns. Nutter butters, honey buns, and a cosmic brownie because a cosmic brownie is fucking great. Okay. Um, wonderful. What do we got next here? Oh, this next image. This is, this is hilarious because uh, the influencer world, the hot chick Instagram bullshit, um, all that stuff, you know, whatever. All the hot chick influencer, they are really grasping for straws uh, on what to do for quarantine, you know, and you get like the selfies of like, oh, just working from home, oh, COVID-19, stay home, stay safe, oh my God. Like, you know, their, their tits and their ass are hanging out, all that stuff. So when you're really struggling for content uh, and you don't know what to do, I think, uh, what do you do? You just, you sit outside naked, right? You just, you just say, fuck it. I'm going to sit outside completely naked, put a turned off laptop in front of me, a gigantic baguette and, you know, pour, pour wine and shit. Like, like this is so stupid. Like you are so out of content that you just had to, you're just sitting outside butt ass naked. And what, what does the thing say? Waiting for the end. Yeah. Waiting for the end. Fucking this is, this is peak 2020 Instagram influencer insanity. Um, so good for her and the baguette and the goddamn turned off laptop. Let's talk about sports, uh, more sports things. Oh God, for the radio people, there is a naked influencer sitting outside at a table with a baguette and a laptop. And she, she looks like an idiot to me. Um, the glass is empty too. All right. New things um, that have come from coronavirus, um, in addition to internet uh, rankings, the naked black guy, slay shitty tattoo, um, naked insta-fluencers, um, are new uniforms. Um, so the NFL, a couple teams got some new uniforms uh, this year. And I was very excited for the Buccaneers ones. Very excited to watch the Bucs in general this year, obviously, because of Tom Brady. Um, I'm a state guy, but I don't know if I've mentioned this in the past. Tom Brady is the one guy who gets my pass. He gets my Michigan, like, blessing. He's okay. And, in fact, I, like, love him. I think he's awesome. He's the one Michigan guy that I'll admit to, to saying I really like. So I'm rooting for him in, in Tampa, and I hope he rips it. Um, we'll see what happens, but they were not going to let Tom Brady wear those digital clock shitty fucking uniforms. They just weren't, they had to tone them down and they did. They went to these, um, and yes, I radio or God, podcast people. I have a picture of the Bucks uniforms up right now. They went, they went right back to the Warren Sapp era, uh, John Gruden, 
uniforms. They just went back to it. They made them really simple. They went really safe. Uh, and they're just, you know, they're white, red, and the pewter color. There's nothing special about them. Um, they're toned down. They're normal. I mean, they just braided them. They just made them very simple and as classy as the bucks you could ever see. Some people were thinking some cream, some white and cream would come out. Um, I was kind of hoping for it, but didn't get any of that. And, you know, more power to you. It's better. The Bucks did a lot better than what one of my favorite non-Lions teams did, the Atlanta Falcons. Woof. The Atlanta Falcons, and obviously I know if you're going to listen to this, you can't see these right now, but these suck. I mean, these, these stink. These look like XFL jerseys, and they totally look like the Mean Machine jerseys from Adam Sandler's The Longest Yard. Um, the ATL on the front, that font, the stripes down the side. What a colossal fuck up, I think, with these jerseys. I mean, your colors are red, white, and black. Your logo is one of the sickest in the NFL, the new one or the old one. And you're in Atlanta. I mean, you had so much to work with, I feel like, to make these awesome. And they just stink. Like, I really don't enjoy them. Maybe they'll look different on the field. But I, I really think these they just swung and missed with these jerseys. And I, I do not like them. I don't like them whatsoever. Okay. Okay. So that is pretty much all I had for my slideshow. But we don't end without how we always end the fizz, and that's with a little over-under. Now, I'm going to grab a glass of water. I'll be right back. I'll explain over-under if you don't know what it is, and we'll go through it together, and that'll be episode 41 of the fizz after a special guest joins after over-under. I will be right back to grab my bottle of water. Be right back. All right, so we're back. Um, I saw uh, Stephen Leo Peck, one of the viewers, called me a fucking idiot for not being prepared. Um, and he's right, so I apologize. But here we go. We're going into over-under. If you don't know what over-under is, um, if you haven't listened to The Fizz before, uh, or whatever, I don't know. If you haven't seen it, over-under essentially is this guy right here, this this fucking piece of shit. He sends me, I'm pointing to Jerry for everyone who's going to listen to the podcast. Uh, he sends me a list of 10 items and whether they could be people, places, things, whatever, hopefully they're relevant to the world today. And I tell you if those things are over or underrated. Um, I went to high school with uh, Jerry, who I like to call fat boy Jerry or the FBJ um, because he's you know so overweight. Um, I mean, look at him. Look at those fucking glasses. He looks like such a dork in this picture. Like, just fucking do something. Look how small his hands look holding that beer. Like, I don't know. He's so... God, he's so lame sometimes. Um, he's being a big dick about my bachelor party, too. Um, he keeps making these, like, jokes. Like, how he's, like, pumped it's canceled. I don't know. He's an idiot. He's, like, going to Peru in a few months. Like, he's going to come back with, the co like, the vid 100%. Anyways, so he sends me an email list of all of this list of shit, essentially. And then I tell you if it's over or underrated. I've never seen the list before. I have no idea what's on it. Um, and that's it. I just go through it and I tell you if it's over or underrated. Um, okay, so here it is. LGRW. Um, oh, do I have my email up on the thing? Okay, no, I don't. Perfect. So LGRW, number one on over or underrated for episode 41 of The Fizz. First one ever going live. Number one, Easter. All right, Easter. Easter right now is overrated, 100%. As a kid, Easter rocked. You get a big basket. Your parents hide the basket around the house. You're fucking going to look for it. Um, you find it. It's filled with candy, maybe a toy or two. Um, you, you pound candy all day. You relax with the family. Um, it rocked. Easter was great. It was a fun time. Right now, don't have any kids. My family is not religious whatsoever. Um, we don't get into the religious side of things. Easter right now, like, is is like zero fun, sir. Um, like, it's just kind of a normal Sunday for me. It's not something that's really celebrated. 
you know, maybe be forced to go to some family member's house. And it's, you know, not against spending time with family, but kind of is. Um, right now, Easter has not a big bearing on my life. Sure, that will change when uh, kids are in the picture. But right now, it's it's really not not too uh, not too fun for me. So Easter overrated right now. Number two, Zoom parties. All right. Hey. Okay. Zoom parties like are overrated in comparison to like actual parties. Like I would never have a fucking Zoom party if it wasn't for COVID-19. But excuse me. The funny part about Zoom parties is like I find myself having Zoom parties with people who live out of state that I should be doing Zoom calls with regardless. Like I should be doing them with them because they live in California or Ohio or out of state. And for some reason, now that we're in this COVID world, there's like now we're Zooming these people who live out of state who we could do that with even if there was not a pandemic going on, which I just think is like funny. Like I'm like talking to family in Pittsburgh that like I could FaceTime them or Zoom meeting them at any time. It's not like we're gonna hang out any other time but Christmas. So it's like, why didn't like why didn't we do that before? Why are we doing it now? It's, it's like a funny dynamic. Um, I do think they're fun, but like that is the beacon of social stuff right now. So right now, I don't think they're overrated, but in general, they're totally overrated. And it's gonna be funny when this thing clears to look back and be like, hey, remember when we all hopped on a Zoom and no one could figure out how to like communicate properly. Like, and that's what we did. And we drank till 2 a.m. just talking about nonsense. Like we're gonna totally think they're overrated. Also, there's a lot of people out there who don't understand proper like Zoom etiquette and cadence. Like you can't just keep talking. And the other thing I've learned too, is like if you're in a room with like eight people in a Zoom and one person's like telling a story or talking to the group, there's, there, you'll see two people like get disinterested and you can't have a side conversation. Like I've been guilty of that, like trying to have a side combo with the guy who I can tell is not interested, like at the bottom and you're just like, oh, I'm talking over the main story guy. Like you can't have a side combo when it's going on. It's like a stage thing. Like someone has the stage and then it passes. Um, but some of the games we found have been pretty fun, but overall they're overrated. Like in the grand scheme of things, they're overrated. Uh, number three. Carry out in general from like a brewery bar, not pizza, not fast food or Chipotle or Chinese. Um, I, I think it's been solid. I think it's underrated. I'll go underrated. Um, there's a lot of like local dives or in my area that we've been going to or like getting carry out from just because I don't know, like we want to support the little guy kind of deal. And it's been pretty good. Like I not complaining about it. I think it's pretty solid. Um, like I'm going to say underrated, um, and maybe get carry out from your local, your local hole in the wall every once in a while, or just go there and drink once we can do that. But I'm going to say underrated. Number four, uh, white wine, white wine. I'm going to say is underrated as well. I'm a big wine fan, almost no matter what it is. Um, I am known to like a good Kendall Jackson Chardonnay on a warm day, a nice crisp shard from Kendall Jackson um, has been known to be in my wheelhouse. So I'm gonna say white wine is completely underrated. All wine is underrated. I like wine, especially a Kendall Jackson Chardonnay. You sons of bitches. All right, number five. Oh my God, Duran Harmon. Oh my God, I mean, this guy's just overrated. Like whatever we paid him. Okay, Duran Harmon is the new, um, the Lions signed him. What the fuck, what does he play? He's in the secondary. Is he a safety? We got Duran Harmon from the Patriots. Um, and I just think everybody the Lions signed pretty much this offseason is overrated and overpaid. So Duran Harmon and Jerry put bra at the end, I'm going to say is overrated as well. Not excited about any of the Lions offseason moves. Uh, number six, showering in the morning. Um, yeah, it's under, it's what? It's underrated. I do it every morning. I'm a big shower guy. I'm a big shower guy. Love the shower. Um, collect my thoughts, get clean, refresh, reset. Try to take two a day. Big shower guy, big shower fan. Um, and yeah, that's, that's how that goes. I'm going to say showering in the morning is underrated. 
Number seven, Tiger King, underrated, just did a whole talk about it. Just talked about Tiger King for like a very, very long time here. Um, Tiger King is is underrated. And if you haven't seen it, uh, fucking watch it because it's entertaining and you'll be socially relevant in conversations when people talk about it at your eight-person Zoom party, whether it's a side conversation or a main stage one. Number eight, uh, Ball Family. Pistons currently have the fifth pick, LaMelo Ball in Detroit. Whoa. Uh, the Ball family, in my opinion, is like completely uh, overrated. Um, I mean, like I know the, the players are good. I don't know much about him, to be honest, but I can't stand the dad. I forgot what the dad's name is. He just seems very obnoxious. Uh, kind of seems like a guy who would not fit in in Detroit. Um, don't really see the balls fitting in too well in Detroit. Seems more like an L.A., West Coast, New York, East Coast kind of family. But if the Pistons got him, I'd welcome him with open arms and then see what we got. But in my, my opinion, I'm going to say overrated on the Ball family. Number nine. Number nine, I had a feeling would be on the list. Number nine is working from home. Um, working from home is overrated. I'm going to say it loud and clear. Don't, don't care. I, I like to get up in the morning and like go downtown. Uh, I have an office downtown, which I like to go downtown and see the city. Um, kind of get into more of a work mode um, at home. It's definitely hard to like get going when all I wear is sweatpants. My dog is there. My fridge is there. The TV, like it's no supervision. Like it's tough for me to focus when I am working from home. So I'm going to say working from home is overrated. There's definitely perks. There's a lot of things I like. Don't make it seem like I like love going to the office every day, but um, definitely like however many days we've had in a row of working from home without like dedicating to working from home. Like right now, guys, I'm sitting on an outdoor lawn chair with an outdoor table in the office because our office is not furnished yet. Um, if, if I knew my, was gonna, like my career was gonna be working from home, I'd make this into a real office that was like, what I'd want it to be in comfortable and great working condition. But right now, not ideal. I, I'm being told that I hit the hour limit. Um, okay, so that's okay. Um, the Instagram Live is done. Um, but I will finish the podcast here. Um, <laughs> Jerry just texted me, you hit the hour limit. So I didn't know that was a thing. So this is the first time of uh, going live, something I'm learning. So let's just finish up the over under um, and then we'll close it out. So number 10, April Fools. Um, April Fools is this year was pretty much non-existent because of all the tragedy going on um, in the world. But um, overall, I'd say it's underrated. I would say April Fool's is underrated. It's something I used to do to my mom and my family a ton growing up. Um, and I thought it was hilarious. Like I remember one time I told my fam my mom I got suspended, like just, just playing like a bunch of tricks on them. Oh, the best one I ever did, April Fool's, to my mom was I had this fake cigarette that would like smoke. Um, and one time she was at the grocery store and she came home and I was sitting in the living room, like huffing this fake smoking cigarette and it freaked her the fuck out. And she was ready to beat the shit out of me. And it was just April fools. Um, it wasn't a real cigarette mom. So don't worry. Um, so I'll say April fools is underrated. So going through them, Easter overrated zoom party, overrated carry out in general from a brewer bar, underrated white wine, vastly underrated Duran Harmon, overrated showering in the morning, underrated. Tiger King, underrated. The Ball Family, overrated. Working from home, overrated. April Fools, underrated. So that is it for the first ever live uh, fizz. Uh, it may be tough for anybody listening to the podcast, um, but I want to say thank you very much for listening uh, through this whole thing, even though sometimes you probably would have been better served by a visual um, and I would thank my, my Instagram live community, but I hit the hour limit, which I did not know was a thing. Um, so next time I will tighten it up and I will be better. Um, so thank you everyone. Try to stay safe, wash your hands, do all that. And we will get through this together. See you guys. 
Yeah. Hold up, wait a minute, let's make this right. Yeah. You're the only one thing that I need in my life. I, I ain't never met a girl like you before. you before. I can tell you everything if you need to know. Need to we know. was perfect before and I made mistakes. Told you I was all in, we could raise the stakes. Even though I'm a player, I ain't contemplate. Now you on a vacay, hotel, heartbreak, champagne. All day, on me, all yeah. Miami with your friends, you ain't worried about me. Got a room with a suite, so drunk, lose a key. And I know we ain't over, so the ring you can keep. Hey, we be right back tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Yeah. It's for life, you know we ride or die. Ride or die. Yeah. Single for the night, but you still mine. And I'ma chill with the shorty just to kill the time, you know? I'm just telling it like it is. I'm just telling it, telling it. I'm just telling it like it is. I'm just telling it, telling it. I'm just telling it like it is. 